0: So mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting to get thrown off course a little bit and see Yeah. You see a little bit more of the of the countryside and the people and um yeah. how ugly we all really are.
1: <laughs> 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 That's how dare you look me in the eyes and tell everyone how ugly we are. <laughs> yeah. I was, you're like, look at the camera. And I was like, nope, you. When I think of the ugliness of America, I think Zachary David Wycuff. That's
0: <laughs> No, no, I think of taking a wrong turn in Indiana. That's-
1: hey, what's up friends? It is your best friend in the world. Zachary David Wycuff. Uh, we are back with another episode of road Killers. I had to think about it. Um, <laughs> It's been a minute <laughs> since we've been doing it, but but uh, we're out here. We're doing the thing, and uh, this week, I got to sit down with uh, one of my very good friends. I've known him as long as I've done comedy, uh, Gabe Kia. He is so, so funny. Um, he is open for Dave Chappelle on his Netflix special. Um, he has uh, just been around for a long, long time, and for a good reason. Dude's good at what he does. He's He's the man, and just the kindest soul that you could ever want to meet he's a, a wonderful man half Canadian and we don't even hold that against him um, he, he's half Canadian but a full-blooded red blooded American man he's <laughs> uh, it's my boy Gabe Kia so I'm excited for you to get to hang out with us and I uh, hope you have a good time I hope you have a good time listening to it here we go <laughs> I, uh, I did a thing with uh, David Brooks where we were recording over Zoom, and yeah. uh, he was telling a story about how his grandpa was a sharecropper. And then it was like right at the beginning of the Zoom call, I was like, wow, we have to clap so we can start the audio sync, and he was like, we got a clap.
2: <laughs> we got a clap after <laughs> you, that? My and my gran- I was like,
0: welcome <laughs> to my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Digging Up Your Grandpa. <laughs> and really just... just <laughs> it, was, it was so bad.
1: Look at this. this. We might be a morning time podcast now. We got our coffees. We're freaking Wake chilling. Up With Zach.
0: <laughs> it's good to be here on Wake Up With Zach.
1: Oh, that's good. I could be... I mean, if it was really wake up with Zach, we'd be sipping some wine right now,
0: like the Today oh, Show. You yeah. know what I mean? Maybe white clawing it up.
2: Ooh, Ooh that's a, what I mean?
0: That's a good early brunch. That's, that's a, good a good brunch. That's
1: a good way to wake up. <laughs> good way to wake up. <laughs> Yeah, I like to start my day with uh, just a variety of like fruits, you know, like black cherry,
0: grapefruit, <laughs> grapefruit. <laughs> maybe a little tonic and ice, you know, just to <laughs> take the edge off. Uh,
1: I love that. Can you tell me? Can you tell the kind of people what you were telling me moments before we started this? Oh, the comedian. Oh, the,
0: the the comedian that had a a, a beer thrown at them. Uh-huh. But then I like w- I saw the video and. I... Uh, it was a great reaction. She handled it perfectly, but it wasn't a beer. It was like I was. Like, it was like a high noon. It wasn't <laughs> even a white claw. That was like. Whoa, that's a high noon. Now this Trump supporter doesn't look as, as like as scary, you know? Right? Like, they threw their high noon at him. But when they say beer, that that really sells. That sells the, right. the video. Right?
1: But like seltzer is like, oh, that sounds like you're doing me a favor. I'm going to throw a seltzer at
0: you. Did they even vote for Trump? <laughs> you know, like. But oh, yeah, good. that's. I think. Uh, And I'm surprised it's not something from the hardware store. You know, usually I'd be like, it's a a hammer or a nail gun, (laughs) something from something from Home Depot. That's where.
1: Oh yeah, you love Home Depot. You look like you could work in a Home Depot. That freaking. When I go
0: to Home Depot, people ask me where things are, and uh, you you have like I think it's because I wear a lot of orange when I go there. (laughs) Oh, I think that has to do with it more than yeah.
1: You can do it, Gabe can help. That's what they say.
0: Yeah, that's my. I go to stores and act like I work there. I do. Uh, I do go to Home Depot quite a bit. I'm more of a low. I'm more of a Lowe's person, but not. Lowe's man. There's no. Uh, it's just uh, that's that one's a bit closer. It's <laughs> literally like a half a block to the other one. And if they don't have the right paint or something, I'm like, oh, I'm going to the other Done. one.
1: Canceled. Like, Out of here. Yeah. Done.
0: <laughs> but. uh
1: yeah. Well, good. Well, Gabe, I'm excited you're here, man. It's uh, it's 10 in the morning. You've already gotten a, a, a skate in yeah. today. Oh, yeah. I woke up early
0: and uh, did a little ice ice hockey, a little skating. I love that you leaned into the, to the Canadian, Canadian accent. Side.
1: Oh, I do a little. Oh, you should hear me on the
0: ice. They're like, where's this guy from? He doesn't sound like the locker room. I'm like. Sorry, yeah. hard, sorry. Yeah, you're up. like crashing someone into yeah. the boards. They lose a tooth. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, I did run into a guy that I was basically taking him out of the play. And then I like the, it didn't happen. Like the guy didn't go that way. And it made, it embarrassed me. And I apologized. And he was like, Oh, you're good. Quit being a pussy. I was like, All right. Oh, he's like, Don't
1: you dare apologize to me. Don't you dare apologize while you play hockey. How long you been, you've been, uh, you know, slicing up the ice, brother. Is that cool? do we, so, do we say yeah, that? Yeah, you
0: can say slice it up. You're you've got skates on, they slice. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of scary also. That's a scary <laughs> aspect of playing hockey. So, I've been playing the last 3 weeks, every week uh just one game in the morning. So, I've been playing since I was since I was a little kid, but uh mm-hmm. I didn't play competitively. I played like on in high school I played on the high school team and stuff. That's about it. But uh still played after I graduated from uh high school and college still played in men's leagues. And I still play today, but I took like almost a year off before these last three weeks because of, just because of COVID and the, sure. the game that I'm playing uh, is early in the morning. So it's hard to get up. And I just got out of the, got out of the routine of playing and then I got out of shape and I got scared to go back. I was like, Oh, Aww. I'm going to be bad. And oh I, no, you're beautiful. but I have been bad. I mean, no, but yeah, I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting in better shape or, the lungs are catching up to my, to my legs, but, yeah. but that's, uh, yeah, I enjoy playing and, uh, I've been playing, yeah, I've been playing ever since I was ever since I was young, but now I'm older, I'm in my forties. And then you can have like, literally you can like hear stories about people having a heart attack by just, you know, going and playing hockey on the wrong without being, without being in the right shape or without preparing yourself.
1: Yeah. So. so you're kind of a, a, a daredevil a little bit. you're kind of yeah hardcore, I'm dude. on the edge yeah even trying
0: anything physical at all. <laughs> it's amazing that you don't just die right away when you try to like run a half mile. But.
1: I mean, did you hear the story of, about Phil Phil pointer friend of the pod? Yeah did, no, oh, I did not.
0: Oh about him running from the <laughs> from the active shooter He yeah, heard I, there
1: was yeah there was like gunfire behind him and he took off running and he got five steps. And fell down, and
0: he was fine, but he scraped his elbow. Scraped like, his elbow. He also broke his phone, so everybody phone. was calling him, and they're like, "I think Phil got shot." Like they <laughs> thought, they thought Phil was part of the <laughs> shooting because they couldn't get a hold of him because he fell down on his phone, <laughs> which I I, I think, uh, yeah. So he was a victim of gun violence. He he. he <laughs> It's it's a cra- and he's doing it as a bit on stage. It's very funny. It's very good. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, it's very funny that he almost died. From yeah. gun violence. Hilarious. Yeah. Oh man, good no, times. But I, I, there were a bunch of people around that you know a bunch of comics were around that area when it happened. It's crazy that there is so much gun violence that you can have almost people can have multiple you know yeah history his, uh, scrapes. You yeah. Know, Yikes. Close but, calls.
1: But the main reason I brought that I was just like. Yeah, being active when you're above 40 is scary, because <laughs> that was him running. <laughs> that, that, and, and he would say it. That was him running for the first and you time. And kids,
0: just to let you know out there, you're going to need to run from all the gun violence that you're about to, that you're going to face in the next 20 plus years that you're alive. Oh, no. No, there will be. There will be. There'll be more. It's not going to be less. Oh, that's fun and scary. Uh, <laughs> that's why I say get good at defense. You know, the best defense is a good offense. That's what people that's, that's, say. Yeah, that's right. So my message that's is the buy more guns. That's yeah. the secret. That's what we're here to imagine, talk about. Imagine if that was like the like someone took that. They're like, with gun control, I think the best defense is a good offense. And I'm like, <laughs> that is what you believe, but you know how horrible that is. For <laughs> that's not great.
1: That's not great. Oh man.
0: Okay. Well. Anyway, so you've been playing hockey for a long time. Yeah, stop, <laughs> stop ripping on the good what good guy with a the gun. There's a lot of good guys with <laughs> a gun out there. Don't. Yeah, I've been playing hockey, and um, most guys aren't armed when they play. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, have you
1: gotten into fistfights while while playing?
0: Uh, I so one time I play I was playing, and this kid was uh he had he was I was playing in this like very very high level league in the. People were all very competitive. And uh, this one kid, he came in and he was like, he was very good. He was going around everybody, but he also had like this like uh, visor that was like reflective uh, sunglass material. So you couldn't see what, couldn't see his eyes. You couldn't see where he was going. But it also was like very, like, people were like, I don't like that. Like, I don't like this kid and his Hmm. visor, you know? They like, so these these guys just started like hurt like hitting him and really being physical with him knocking him down and he got so mad he came back to the bench went over to the locker room grabs brass knuckles and put them down What? He put them down on the bench in front of me he's like he's like I'm going to use this crap next time on those guys and I was like I just remember thinking, I was like, Man, you've got s you've Form already got a skate state. on your leg. Like you don't need to bring more weapons. You're yeah. holding
2: a stick.
0: I was like, use your stick to hit you him. Know, don't take brass knuckles out there.
1: Also, you don't bring brass knuckles unless you think you're gonna use them,
0: right? Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what, crazy. That's, and that's his thought. I guess, but I think that's what uh he's kind of uh, sometimes the way people play can Get under people's skin because they're good. They're they're good and they show people up, and sure, they don't like that. But I think it was the kids' visor. I was like, I think it's the visor that they don't <laughs> like. Honestly, that's why they're giving you a hard time.
1: Yeah, and I feel like it's I don't know. I know nothing about hockey. I just feel like the skate it like if you can't if you literally can't keep up, it it must be so humiliating to like like glide past someone who's just schooling you. You know what I mean? Because like when you're playing basketball and you're like on your own two feet, you can like hustle harder or you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. if, if like, I don't know, if you're just like, uh, like you can't control, I no, don't
0: know. Getting, getting, <clears throat> beat, <I> <laughs> getting beat by anybody is very like humiliating, especially on the ice. And then you just, you've got to skate very hard. Once you get beat, you got to skate very hard to catch up to him. but you're so yeah. tired. You're like, ah, just go. <laughs> <laughs> just go and score i don't care sure yeah no yeah. i don't like that's how i play defense i'm like just ah, go yeah, you got me you just go <laughs> just go did you travel as a kid playing hockey no. i did not i wasn't on any traveling teams uh, i i wish i would have it was uh it was what i really like you know i'm a big fan and i always like like wanted to be a hockey yeah. player when I was younger, but I feel like you got the body for it. If nothing, if you told me you were a professional hockey player, what I'd be like, the coaches told me they're like, you've <laughs> got the body for this kid. And I'm like, why, why are we in the locker room still? He's like, a-
2: gotta-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, maybe I don't want to play hockey.
1: <laughs> also, that's a little insulting too. It's like, you got the body for this. It's just, um,
0: your bad. Your body's there. <laughs> well, it's funny that most and this, that happens often when people interact, they're like, oh, you're tall, you play basketball. you must they must have recruited you for basketball. I had someone say that to me. They, you must have been recruited and I was like, no one re, no one ever asked me to play basketball <laughs> once. You never played? No, I, I didn't. I, I can play now, but uh, growing up, no, I was, uh, I think the seasons were the same. Yeah, they're both winter oh, seasons. Sure, so yeah. hockey and basketball were at the same time. So I played hockey. And then when I say I played hockey, they're like, oh, that's a waste. But I'm like, <laughs> no, it's good to be tall in hockey too. Yeah. You have long reach. You sure. Know? That makes sense. My, my, my stick's longer than everybody else. Yeah. Uh, doesn't mean I tend, Not I, a metaphor. Yeah, not a, I, I wasn't putting that out there like that, but uh <laughs> no, it's harder to go it's harder to go around tall tall people in hockey. All right. Big circle. Sure. That makes sense. I just, I mean I'm just saying
1: if I had your body, Gabe, I'd be in the NBA right now. <laughs> we would we wouldn't be friends. I mean, we'd,
0: you know, I'd be refing, uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, you'd
1: have to, had
0: a good semi-pro ball career for a <laughs> little right. bit. It put me in the position to become a ref.
1: That's right. Oh, I never thought about that. Do you think all the refs are
0: failed? Are failed basketball players? players? Do you think that's that's how they got there? I think that's how. I'm not trying to say anybody's failed, like, but they played the game. You know, they played at a high level. Sure, that's what they say, but. Yeah, they're failed. They're failed. Yeah, he's, they're like, I will take this out on that guy. <laughs> and then they just, there's not, it's not even the same player that like fouled them when they were little, but it's like a guy that just looks reminds like reminds them. yeah. yeah and they're like, you're <laughs> out of here. What did I even do? You just look, you look the part. <laughs>
1: See Steph Curry drain it through. That should have been me. <laughs> I like my idea of every ref
0: in the NBA is just living through resentment. Because like, apparently that's how I live.
2: Yeah. I
1: live through my resentment. Heck yeah, dude. That's why we do stand-up comedy. <laughs> Someone hurt us when we were little. And now
0: <laughs> And now we're gonna let the world know. Subtly.
1: Subtly. With, you know, just let. Just people, just have people wonder: Are they okay?
0: <laughs> that's our yeah. whole thing. That's yeah, our whole- it's a. I think that's. A, I think that's a funny thing that you hear a lot of people like, uh, that do stand up comedy and use it as like a type of therapy. Talk a lot yeah. about it. they be like, "Oh, I'm very autobiographical." It's like, no, you just talk about all your all your issues on stage yeah. or whatever, or whatever you're going through or whatever. And then, uh, and then people are like, "Oh," and I know the feeling of like having a good set or doing well on stage like is it's a very it's like a it's an adrenaline rush and it's like very like but it's not like therapy. it's not therapy no i was like what the you know where you go for therapy uh you go to a therapist (laughs) you you, you talk to them hopefully like you find someone that's you're not just like throwing bits at but maybe you could i mean paying a hundred dollars an hour to get a one person open mic you go you go to a therapist and you
1: gain respect and, and trust with them. And then you invite them to a show. That's the.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you find four other therapists. And then you get a spot on That's right. the show. No, my, uh, my therapist came to see me do stand-up. And oh, wow. And she, she had also. Um, <laughs> the funny part is, is that she had seen me do stand-up before I went to her as a therapist. But she didn't know she she's my therapist. She didn't know. And her husband was with her when she they, when she went to see me. And he was like, We've seen this guy before. And she's like, Oh, really? We have? And I was like, even my therapist doesn't know my act. Her,
2: like, <laughs> doesn't remember
0: my act. She should know. She's heard all of this. She's heard all <laughs> and, of this. And a lot, you know. But she can't she came to a show and um I she was, It was a week when I was here in Cincinnati, and she didn't. T- she didn't want to tell me she was coming. She was going to try and like blend in, and I was like, "Oh, you're not going to get past me. I'm going to see. I see everybody when they come in or whatever." And she made it. She went, came to the show, saw the show, and Aww. made it through without me seeing her. And I was like, "Ah, ow!" I was like, true. after the, after with words with merch, like searching everyone. I was like, "She's here somewhere. I know she is." Dang it! I mean, how did how did you do? uh i did well i did yeah Mm -hmm. i had a good set it was uh it was right after covid and it was Mm. when one of the when go bananas was just opening up but they were doing like local showcases so it was one of those one of those shows oh that's fun yeah and it was good i had had a good set and she knocked some stuff off she knocked uh, she didn't she, (laughs) she, she didn't say like we're gonna have to stop uh, <laughs> we, uh, we you're gonna have you. to stop seeing me. That's yeah. like a that's the worst getting dumped by your therapist. Oh, they're they're like, Oh yeah, you're hurting my <laughs> my relationship at home is getting worse because of you. <laughs> Has that happened? Have you been therapist dumped before? No, no, okay. never. But I did That's have great. therapists uh, one time fall asleep when I was talking to them, <laughs> which sounds like a fake, made-up thing. Like, but it really was. Like, I'm talking, I'm talking, and then I just see him like dozing, dozing off, like, like literally. And then I like caught, I caught it a little bit, and he caught it, and he's like, I'm good, I'm good. And then, it, and then, uh, <laughs> then he's like, then he's listening again, and it like happened, and it really made me feel like. The weird part was it worked as far as therapy goes because I just, it made me like get a little outside of the therapist patient relationship and be like, man, this guy's got some stuff going on too in his family. And like, I'm, you know, all of us have, have problems. I'm like, even yeah, this guy, his therapist can't even stay awake. He's, he was, uh, and I just was thinking it's, you know, you've been at your job before when you you're tired, fatigued, and you're not with it. And you're just like, Oh, what, what's
1: going on? <laughs> That's very funny. Does it also make you think like, I gotta spice up some of these problems? You know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think um
0: I, I've been I need thinking to, about uh, killing again. <laughs> 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 Just like throwing crazy
1: stuff out there. That's
0: I I uh, I think that I I told my therapist I made a uh, a joke or I tweeted some, like a joke that I say, I my therapist gets mad whenever I save something new for the last 10 minutes. Cause I'm like trying to like talk about it. Then like, get out of here. I don't really want to talk about it. Uh-huh. So we joke about like how I do that sometimes. And she's like, don't do that crap. But then I told her, uh, but the the tweet was that I was like I just want to make sure that she's tuning in next week
2: like she's like
0: it's like a teaser for next week
2: like oh this is going to be good you're really
0: going to have some answers for me when you think about this for a week
1: come back next time will Gabe resolve his childhood trauma we'll see the
0: answer is no same solution Uh, it's like doing the same thing and expecting different results doesn't doesn't happen
1: no, no, you you'll you'll hip check somebody on the on the rink and you'll and it'll solve all your problems.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. I'm
1: on the rink, that's where it is. That's the best this part. is my therapy. As this, you know, like, like you're that. punching a dude in the mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to play to get to get a little good exercise. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here to Beat you! You're my, <laughs> you're the kid that checked me when I was a kid. <laughs> oh man, that's oh, wonderful. I've uh
1: yeah. So okay, so you started, you uh you started in St. Louis, where you're you're not from St. Louis. You're okay. Uh, well, no, give from, me the give me the Gabe origin story.
0: From St. Louis, grew up in uh, St. Louis, went to school there, went to high school, went to college in Missouri, started doing stand up shortly after. Uh, after i graduated and i also had some other jobs at the time and i was i was working at like some sort of audio video company doing like video editing sort of stuff and then i worked at an insurance company for a little bit and i was waiting tables and doing that stuff but then also doing stand-up and starting to do open mics in, in st louis at the uh, st louis funny bone and then i moved to cincinnati probably uh, probably, like, six or seven years mm-hmm. into stand-up. Yeah. And I was just looking to uh, go to a different city, and I thought I'd go, like, maybe go to Chicago next or go to New York or something from Cincinnati, and then I just moved here, and I've never left. I <laughs> stayed, and I made it through three different groups of comedians. <laughs> like, <laughs> starting out, moving to New York, and then living. Sure. Yeah, so there's a whole... It's uh, Now I'm, like, old-school Cincinnati guy since... uh. Yeah, you've so been then, around as long as I have and, I'm not, and a little longer. Yeah, not and uh and I'm not originally from here, so.
1: Yeah. What what was it that made you want to come to Cincinnati
0: in the first place?
1: You're just like I want to watch the Bengals lose up close. Like,
0: what <laughs> what Yeah, it was definitely not the Bengals. And I definitely was like, I'm never going to be a Bengals fan. Now I'm like, now I'm locked in and I'm like, how did they get me? Right. Cut
1: to February, 2022. And you're like, yeah, (laughs) king of the world.
0: You're like, no, you were, I did the same thing with the Rams in St. Louis. Um, Oh yeah. But no, I think the main thing about Cincinnati was this, the the club that I was one of the only clubs that I'd worked outside of st louis was cincinnati and oh. they were people were just like cool i like the group of comics i like the club the management everybody i just thought it was like a neat place and yeah uh, and that's what made me move originally and then when i got here i was like oh man this is a great place to like have a home base for comedy for sure and i can go back out west towards i like i like doing comedy in the eastern uh time zone too because oh when you, interesting yeah when you go to when you're traveling along you know travel a while to the central somewhere you get like the hour back when you go you lose that hour when you come back so i guess it kind of balances out never sure. mind. never sure. mind there's no <laughs> there's no advantage but just uh, try to stay positive on those long rides
1: yeah how do you find how do you find yourself staying positive on those like i mean I'll, well, uh, at the beginning of 2020, we did a little road trip, you and I, mm-hmm. separately, which I think you demanded. I think that was part yeah, of your— uh, you
0: have to drive <laughs> in front of me, but I'll call and talk to you Sure, on the phone for a little bit. For a seven-hour one-way ride yeah, yeah. to—where uh, was it? Cape Girardeau. Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Yeah, that's where we went. So no. staying sane—I mean, obviously, like, uh, having someone on the—you route, know, having someone with you and mm-hmm. someone you can talk to is good— but uh, I I think long road trips I'm pretty good with them because growing up we would I grew up in St Louis and my pa- my parents my family were from Canada so we would drive yeah. back and forth often what would what would be like a 16 hour trip Jeez. so I got used to driving a long way and like doing like not stopping or trying yeah. to make it as far and just doing different ways. And then when I turned 16 and I was able to drive myself, I was like, Oh, I can drive back and forth to Canada as much as I want. And then I have to just like, it it's long and it's grueling, but I'd have to, you know, tell myself like, it's worth it when you get there, you know, like when yeah. you get the to wherever you're going. Um, hmm. I think I can, I can drive like, almost anywhere i could do two days in a row and just without anybody and just like make it just with knowing like when i'm done i'm gonna be in nevada or something yeah like but it's It's also like you just get a hotel room in between i can do that almost easier than i can uh than flying but flying really yeah. yeah flying so easy. It's just, it's, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so convenient compared, but I like the, uh, I like the journey of the other way. And there's, it's, there's more, uh, it's, kinda it's kind of like, like when I go the wrong way, when I'm driving to, and you, you're not on the highway and then you kind of see the back roads of like, of yeah. whatever city. And then it's like, sometimes it's really crappy and you're like, this is, Bullshit. What's going on? They but those people never have people People going past past their house or whatever, but people people on the highway always do or something. Mm
2: -hmm. So I just
0: think it's interesting to get thrown off course a little bit and see Yeah. You see a little bit more of the of the countryside and the people and um Yeah. How ugly we all really are.
1: (laughs) 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 That's how dare you look me in the eyes and tell everyone how ugly we are. <laughs> yeah, I was, you're like, look at the camera. And I was like, nope, you. When I think of the ugliness of America, I think Zachary David Wyckoff.
2: <laughs> no, no, I think of taking a
0: wrong turn in Indiana. That's what
1: I <laughs> that think. That is scary. That's oh, the... I am got lost in
0: Whitestown. Ah. Oh, oh. oh. look out. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is the, that's the a scary... Uh, part of driving (laughs) or, or when you're in the upper peninsula of Michigan and you're like, Whoa, where'd this come from? Uh I'm in a compound all of a sudden. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Yeah. like I could, I think I could drive uh, down to Florida or something. Sometimes that takes two days, you know, to go down there, but you're an animal. You're like a trucker. I mean, yeah. maybe it's the hat and,
2: the, 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 and the
0: beard take, and the plaid thing. The, but. the hat has taken over. The plaid and the beard is just a byproduct of the hat. Right. I put the hat on, and it just all comes <laughs> together. That's right. And then you just—I think I—I I got this look, so I just blend in at a at a at a truck stop. <laughs> sure. Another tip someone told me, Dave. Wait, ha! All right, here's a tip, from Dave. Uh, Dave <laughs> I know. Dave Waite told me that he was like, always stop at rest stops. He's like, that's so much better than going to the gas because you can't buy any Skittles. There's, <laughs> there's no Twizzlers right there for them to say. like. But uh, he always said stop at a rest stop, and it is. It's very smart because you you get in, you get out. You can also, if you're looking to like just stretch out a little bit, that's a nice space yeah. where you can get you know step in some dog shit real quick. Yeah, that's while, what I like while you're uh, I can take that with me. Dog I mean? poop. Sorry, you can edit that out. <laughs> put put a good put. A, all right, wake up with Zach. It's good to be, it's good to be on my favorite morning
2: show.
0: Um, yeah, so driving is, I think it's a mentality, too, like that you've got to be able to tell yourself, I can do this, I can make it yeah. this far. And you can also, like, calling somebody and talking to somebody is very helpful. That helps time pass. Yeah, Um different people do you know uh, i don't i hate the people that ask questions like hey i'm going on a long trip tell me what to do like shut up i don't want <laughs> i don't want to give you suggestions but there's obviously podcasts you can listen to there's a uh, i like sure. listening to music that can uh, i just put something on and then just shuffle like a big playlist so yeah so that i'm uh there yeah there's 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 different things coming on it's not the same Genre, same genre, the same band over and over again. You don't want to listen to all the same type of music. Do you have a go-to
1: carpool karaoke song? Like, if you were to be on,
0: to be on a karaoke, no, uh I'm I suck at karaoke, and I usually would I I'd probably choose a a karaoke song that like nobody gets or likes or something. It's some like weird bare naked ladies song. Oh, that's fun, sure. Yeah, Brian Wilson. It's been sure. Yeah, it's been. I do impressions, and it's just uh, the bare-naked ladies. I go, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and that's it. Are they Canadian? The extent they are. They're from uh, Toronto, Ontario, Scarborough, Ontario. That's right. Your that's people. That's right. Jane uh, Sinclair is a it's a song of theirs. Maybe it's just Jane, but uh, it's on their second album, and it's two streets in Toronto, Jane and Sinclair.
1: Oh, that just sounds like someone who wouldn't talk to me in middle school. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this what the song's about, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, they
0: <laughs> didn't talk to them in middle school, not you that's, uh, but you. that's fun. We make it all about ourselves, don't we? I, hey, we sure
1: do, pal. We sure do. We sure do. I do. That's uh, for sure. We, you, okay, so growing up in Can- like, so you were bebopping back and forth from St. Uh, right. Louis and Canada. What would you do in Canada when you would go up there? We, it uh, sounds like I don't know, it's this weird magical land where there's like healthcare and land. syrup
0: and yeah, for me, it was we my parents had a place on a lake like they call Ooh. it a cottage up there. you'd call it like a cabin here in the states or like a lake house sure. would call it like that, but it wasn't it's, it's not very uh it was not winterized it wasn't very um it was we had a second house but it wasn't a big deal. It, it was not I mean, a big luxury. Yeah. <laughs> the swimming pool was rather cold. Uh, no, but it's on a lake and it's it's nice. It's a great place to, you know, go and the weather is nice. It's not humid, but it's still 80 degrees all summer. That's so, sick. it's pretty cool. Uh pretty pretty privileged to have that life growing up. And then when you start working every summer, you're like, wait, no, I can't, can't just go, go away, away and be here. like, you know, not doing anything for <laughs> for three months on a lake. That'd be nice. Um, but yeah, now, now it like, we've had the place for a long time and my mom's all like, who's gonna, who's gonna take over? And I'm like, it's gonna, it's gonna tear our family apart. Now <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what everybody's gonna going to fight over that place. No, I'm just kidding. Are uh, you gonna put your hat in the ring or? No, I can't. I, it's too much of a. It's so hard to maintain and uh sure keep up. So I would just. Uh, I'd be f- fine with. Just selling it to someone else and then just go visit them frequently. Hey, the what's best. up? We're the old people. Can, do you mind if I look around this place? That's, That's the funniest pretty pretty person cool. in the world. I used, I used to live cool. here 30 years ago. Do you mind if <laughs> I go jerk off in the bathroom <laughs> for, old, for old time's sake? Yeah, know? do you mind
1: if I uh, just, I don't know, just crash here for three, four months? Is that cool? Is it? Can I run through your snack cabinet? <laughs> but I Honestly, mean, I was hoping, man, I was kind of hoping you'd be my Cabin Connect in Canada. (laughs) I was hoping you'd be my summer home connection, but I guess not. Dude, I think
0: if I I could take like... If I could get all the Cincinnati comedians to, like, somehow oh. drive up there and, like, spend a weekend up there. like That'd some, be sick. Some weekend when my my mom's not up there, but we're just like, no, party at games house. You know? <laughs> but everybody's got to get their passport to go. <laughs> and uh, we all just go have, a like, a, a huge party. That would be, like, a dream come true of mine. Yeah. Um, but I also, it's that would also be the biggest headache in my whole entire life because so much stuff would like end up getting broken or yeah. I did. I, and I
1: would plan on, I mean, I would do just a full Buffalo bills fan, like crash through your pool table or whatever. Like I would plan on being a menace. Yeah. You know,
0: cause you know me, I'm real, uh,
1: Kind of a party animal.
0: Kind of of the Chris Farley of the Cincinnati (laughs) comedy scene. I I just wake up with needles in my arm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm the Chris Farley of this scene, but mostly just the self-deprecation part. That's mostly that that part. Yeah, that part, not the... (laughs) And I will dance on TV with my shirt off. Uh,
0: (laughs) Not the recovering heroin addict.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. No, 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 we're still very much in it. What's the? F- we're um- <laughs> still very much in it. No, no, no. Uh, Gabe, what's the furthest you've traveled for a gig? Furthest
0: that I have traveled for a gig would probably be. Whew, I'm not sure. Probably, maybe El Paso. Oh, which all right. Isn't too far, but yeah, that's that's probably the furthest I've gone. I've that's done stuff there. down in Florida, but it's not this. That was a little bit further.
1: All right. So, what was it like in El Paso? I've never
0: been to El Paso. What if you were to? It's very, very different. different very, very different culturally because it's uh, obviously it's a more it's a different country. It's right, right next to a different country, and they're like, yeah, you don't want to go over there. You don't want to go <laughs> across that border. But uh, yeah, it's just Texas, but South Texas, so West Texas. That's sure. Where, oh man, it's it's got all these, all these. Uh,
1: sure. Oh, if you were to give like like recommendations for a. Uh, Tour, if I were a tourist visiting El Paso, what would, what would, should I do if I go there?
0: Oh, there was some, I forget what the name of, there's like some like touristy taco place in uh, El Paso that everybody always goes to. And then, and then someone, someone told me to go, to go there, there and I went there and they're like, oh, well, unless you well, want to poop yourself. yourself. <laughs> like, they, like I was like, the, the one, one place, point? it's like, no, they're like, that's bad food. It's like drunk food, but it's drunk Mexican food. So sure. I can't think of the name of that place. Someone's mm-hmm. going to someone's gonna post on the pot someone's gonna sure i mean our, they'll know You'll our big know. uh el paso following big el paso phone no anybody that's been there will know this spot that i'm talking about so that's, that's a, a th- yeah that's a place that was that's far away but i that just shows that i haven't I'm, i mean i haven't gone up to alaska i really would like to, oh. to go or do comedy in canada i've done comedy in in Toronto and Ontario and some places like that, but not uh,
1: international comedian Gabe no, Kia. I,
0: no, that's <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I hadn't worked any of those clubs. I just would try to go up and try to get spots or get on the show. Yeah, you know, like uh, try to get on an open mic or something. Sure, in the Toronto area, but um, but yeah, there's I. I I'm a, I'm a local local comic. That's what they call it. local comic Gabe Kia. He's good for a good show if you got something in, uh, sure in, in Middletown, you know, Ohio. He's he can no, do a, you can, he nah, can do, do a, he can do an Elk's Lodge. That'd be awesome. And was I was like, like, what's, what's the, the furthest you've traveled? It's like what, Dayton. I've been to Dayton. <laughs> sure, uh, north of Dayton. It was actually yeah, Chillicothe. That's sure. way north of Dayton, by the way. Sorry.
1: So do you do, so outside of comedy, what like, what's the furthest you've gone? Like, or have you hit up many? Oh, I've
0: been to Europe. Yeah. yeah? I've, i traveled to Europe, but only once when I was like, right when I was out of college and right, honestly, right before I became a standup comedian. And I think I was like, when I was, when I was traveling to Europe, I, I really was like trying to write the whole time. I was like, oh, I'm writing jokes. About, oh, but you're going to be
1: funny Jack Kerouac. Yeah, exactly.
0: And I, I think I came back and I started doing stand-up and I wrote all these jokes about traveling to Europe. And I realized yeah. that like, this is the, this is the easiest way to alienate an audience. It's just talk about how you traveled to Europe to American audiences. Yeah, that are just like, like Oh, so oh you're better than me. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> because you went, because you got this story about the Netherlands or something. <laughs> and it's, yeah. So I learned, I learned early on that I was like, well, that wasn't where, that's not where I'm going to get my comedic inspiration. <laughs> sure. But I think traveling in, taking yourself out of your comfort zone too is like sometimes when you're in a spot where I was at, when I was in Europe, I was in places where I did know people in different cities, but then I was in places where I didn't know anyone and I was just traveling around and I was meeting new people every day. It was just you. It was just me. Wow. And I, I had a friend that I was meeting up over there in Germany for a little bit. And then I had another friend that I uh, was going to meet up with in Netherlands. And then I met some people in like England that I was going to meet in in France later on, but we never got together. They got killed. Uh, oh, but that's no, I'm just kidding. Okay, uh, that, like, would be, that would be awesome if it was like that interesting. No, uh, it was it this has
1: now become a true crime podcast.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Gabe here, international to,
0: comedian and killer. Yeah. Wow, okay, trip to Europe that he always tried to bury up <laughs> on a podcast. Yeah, oh my goodness. No, I did do, uh, I was at a house party in, in London and someone. Had a pill and they threw it into my mouth and uh, it turned like out it was to a grape. Me. Like they were like, like, like yeah. at a frat party. <laughs> no, but they like asked me. They're like, "You want this?" And I was like, uh, "And they're and I was like, I don't, "Yeah." And then I would like put my hand out and they're like, uh-uh, "Open up." And I like threw <laughs> it in my mouth. And then I was like, "Ah, that felt more aggressive." <laughs> and then I got way more messed up because of that physical. I think that they knew. They're like, "Oh, he'll feel really messed up about this now." <laughs> It was probably ecstasy, is my guess, but sure. I don't know. I don't know. I just woke up, uh, and I was still alive. I just, just thankful.
1: yeah. I mean, and I mean, and they
0: weren't, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were They were dead. But they threw it into my mouth. So yeah, it was they were kind of asking for it. This it, isn't
1: a victim blaming podcast, but yeah. they might have been asking for it. Yeah, it's and called I mean, self defense. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what? I, what? So I mean, obviously, the listeners of Roadkillers podcast are very classy. Individuals like all of those hoity-toity stories that you wouldn't tell before. What would you What would you tell now about traveling?
0: Oh, there was there was a story of a girl in the Netherlands that I met that I like kind of like was. I liked, and I like w- like started sightseeing with her, and then I was just hanging out with her for like more than a day, and then I, and then she like then it was getting to the point where I was like, oh, I might hook up with this girl, and then she told me how much that would be, and I was like,
2: oh my no. gosh, I
0: have been dating a prostitute. I thought I was getting, I it wasn't like a long, it wasn't more than you know forty eight hours or whatever of our interacting, but I still felt like totally like no and then she and then she like and then she's also like she she was also very like a bargainer she's like okay but no charge but just let me sleep in your hostel with you and i was like no (laughs) like i would have if you didn't ask me for money before that (laughs) and then i just straight up rejected her and then um yeah and then she was she she was probably she's like talk to someone else, find a different place to stay. Oh, no. But I remember, I just remember thinking the funny part of that story was when she told me, like, how much it would be to spend the night that I was like, I had, I bought you ice cream. <laughs> I, remember. I thought this <laughs> was the charge. Yeah. What about the ice cream? Does that make it less? Does, it, <laughs> does are, that come out of the bill? Yeah. Does that come $15 off negotiating. now? <laughs> Mm, yeah but that was a. Uh, I thought that was like a f- uh, funny story of me almost dating a
1: prostitute you thought, oh man the whole time you thought like wow there's this nice girl maybe we hit it off maybe there's something here and she's like there is something here there's um cold hard cash <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's and then i was like oh man everybody's freelance over here you can't even tell they're just coming into they're coming into your hotel room yeah um, that's yeah. also a bad business move on her part, right? Like it, She should have slept with me and then told me the price. <laughs> that's and I'm like also, this is entrapment. <laughs> but
1: also to invest 48 hours into also, someone. By the way. Right. Listen, buddy, I know about entrapment. Buddy, <laughs> trust me, that's not. That's not entrapment. No, uh that it's I don't know. That it, it seems like you'd want to get it right out of the way. Right, right. At, at first, right. Like if you're gonna yeah. spend money, like why invest forty eight hours in a in a on a lead? Time is money, right? That's, That's right. what I thought.
0: I was like, are we deducting all this time because <laughs> that was boring? I was just looking to sleep with you the whole time. <laughs> Could have just gotten down to the basics and <sighs> we'd we'd make it a good three p.m. instead of.
1: What if she was just showing you around the town? She's like, I there's a really good, you've never been to the Netherlands before. She's like, I know a great motel we gotta go (laughs) yeah she was your local
0: tour guide (laughs) or if she was like um she's trying to get out of the life right and she's like maybe i fall in love with this guy he takes me home yeah to canada slash america whichever (laughs) one he's from (laughs) uh no but i remember oh so when i was traveling in europe that was another thing it was it was right at the uh iraq war period of time and everybody that was American was pretending to be Canadian. But I was like Canadian and American. And yeah. I was like the only one that was like, no, I'm American. And everybody thought that was like, so weird that they're like, no, we don't say, we don't tell anybody <laughs> that we're American over here.
2: <laughs> that makes but then they all
0: get found out for being fake Canadians. So sure. But you're like, nah, dude, I
1: got the friggin' maple leaf tattooed on my butt brother. That's, yeah. <laughs>
0: That's what I have, uh,
1: that's how I imagine they they brand Canadian citizens. Well, is that it's right? actually
0: the parliament building is what I have. <laughs> That's what I have uh, tattooed on my butt. <laughs> but That would be hardcore to have like, yeah, that. If you did get a butt tattoo, where would it be? This is
1: a podcast. <laughs> this is a travel podcast.
0: Butt tattoo. If you got a butt
1: tattoo, what would it be?
0: I, it would be uh, Andrew Rudick's face, uh, right? Comedian Andrew Rudick, very comedian funny. Andrew Rudick, uh, owner of some of the worst tattoos in the history of tattoos, <laughs> and I and it, he would and it would be like a bubble that says, "Oh, this one's really bad," like, <laughs> like him s- him judging a tattoo on my body, but that's what the tattoo is, and it would just be like a a prank. For One person, and that would be the reason I get a tattoo is just to make fun of Andrew in some sort of way, sure. As yeah, you should, I look, it's a long play, but I go for it, <laughs> I commit, sure. When I, when I get the tattoo, I commit. I, no, like I have it. zero tattoos, so is that uh, right? Yeah, zero oh, tattoos. I do not, body. I do not foresee myself getting a tattoo. You've gone
1: this far, you know,
0: but uh.
1: Couple of our boys have gotten the the banana, like the Go Bananas logo, banana tattooed on them. Would you do that? I wouldn't do that. I I love Go
0: Bananas, but that's that's a little too Yellowstone for me. Yellowstone? Yeah, yeah, the show Yellowstone. They brand all these people with a with a Y. The Yellowstone ranchers all get branded, and that's what I think of. It's like a group of people that are all branded with like. You've been bananas, yeah <laughs> this place has sucked eight years out of your life it and sure you has. will remember that when you sure look at this has. when you look at this banana, I'm just kidding, go bananas, you haven't sucked any years out of my life. no, I love, no. I love that place, but uh i I don't know uh, I don't know about getting getting that tattoo, <laughs> sure, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I would get that. Ta- I get the banana, but then it would make a comment about Schubert getting the banana tattoo. And then.
2: Uh, Alex s- Schubert. Comedian. And,
0: yeah. Alex Schubert. And and then it would say something about Schubert specifically. Just like my Rudic tattoo. <laughs> All my tattoos are specific. To for different- one person. Yeah, yeah. For one person. And it's me making fun of them in some way. And I'm like, see how far I went. <laughs> Always for the bit. Always oh,
1: for the doing it for the bit. I love it. Commit to the bit.
0: <laughs> that's going to be someone else's.
1: Was place that's right. Saying that was that the most memorable experience from your time in in Europe was almost um, being prostituted.
0: Oh no! There was another time that uh, that was really funny when we. We, there were a bunch of Americans and it was in an army base in Garmisch-Pettenkirchen, which is south of Munchen.
1: Those are, you just said syllables. That's yeah, not a real those place. Those are
0: cities. Uh, <laughs> Garmisch-Pettenkirchen, we were at the, <laughs> we are on the side of this this mountain and all these all these German people had the most pristine, crisp, tight wood piles that you would not. It's um- like, where is this going? <laughs> oh my gosh. They were so, so, so aligned and perfect and every, I was like, these wood piles are magnificent. They were hmm. just very uh, orderly, very, very I lo- I retentive. Love they were so retentive, these wood piles. But these American students that were all working at the American Army base, which was there in town, were having like a party on the side of the mountain. Yeah. And they were like, we need wood. And we went over to, I remember they took this wood pile and they like took this thing off the top and they were like, Pulling all this wood off this wood pile, and it then it just looked like so messed up and disheveled mm. that, I, and all I could think was this German dude waking up in the morning and being like, "Who taken what the wood pile? What happened to it?" and uh, and then he's just the Americans. <laughs> like he, he knew right away, like right. who had the who had the. Freaking big bonfire on the side of the mountain, and who left all their garbage everywhere because, you know, it looked like. So, anyway, we also were doing shot. We had jello shots that were in these little plastic containers. Of course. And this one girl was, uh, she had a trash bag, and she was like, Don't throw the plastic into the fire. It hurts the environment. And she was going around getting all the. Uh, all the jello shot containers and putting them into this plastic oh, that's bag. Nice. Yeah, and then by the end of the night the fire got out of control and people were like throwing big like amounts and the fire got huge and I just remembered the girl throwing the whole bag of plastic onto the fire and just oh just seeing seeing it like devolve from like trying to be a responsible let's sure. not let's not uh, Yeah. Not, let's recycle let's not waste that plastic. But then the whole plastic bag just going into the fire. Yeah,
1: and she's the reason that um, burning. she killed a penguin right at that
0: event. She killed a turtle. There was a turtle in the bag,
1: too. (laughs) Oh, no. No, no.
0: It was full of straws? That's terrible. Not a turtle. (laughs) That's uh, not a penguin. I like that. That sounds
1: sick, having a bonfire on the side of a mountain. Yeah, it was was sick. That would have been a great time for
0: Instagram. Oh, my goodness. It would have been, yeah, that would have been. You would have crushed the gram, dude. I, I think I posted two pictures on MySpace when I came back from, <laughs> from my Polaroid camera. That wow! I took over. No, I didn't. I did take some. How pictures. How many old-fashioned things can you say in one sentence? <laughs> oh, I, I took pictures when I was there, but it was one of those like disposable cameras back in the day. And then you go sure. and I remember I got uh, I got a few pictures of me and that prostitute together. Yeah, hey, she does exist. All she, right. she is. Oh, not, I believe she exists. <laughs> she, she's not a figment of my imagination. I was like, let me get a picture of you, right as she's asking me for the. Yeah,
1: it's just her hands out for, for money. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so um, that, was, yeah, that was an interesting story. The bonfire in Germany.
1: Okay, beautiful, immaculate wood piles. I love that it's also very funny to hear you comment on wood piles when you look like a lumberjack.
0: I yeah, was, <laughs> I'm like only impressed by your wood pile. That's what I'm looking at. <laughs>
2: right.
0: When I come when I come to your country, I'm just like, what kind of bird feeders do you have? <laughs> and uh, where are the wood piles? Let yeah. me inspect them. Give me some flapjacks. <laughs> I love it. I knew it. I had. Um,
1: can I rapid fire some some travel questions yes. at you?
0: Yes, please. Um, I love rapid fire. Any Waffle House stories? Oh, Waffle House? I... I like a good Waffle House early in the morning, late at night when I'm drunk. Of uh, course, you can't yeah. go there sober; it's not allowed. In St. Louis, there's a big diner scene, so not just Waffle House or Denny's, but they have other like classic diners, and that's kind of whereas Cincinnati has chili parlors or like Skyline. Sure, people in St. Louis would go hang out at a diner, so a bunch of comics would go hang out at the diner after after having like a week or after having a show say you're at work in the club bunch of comics 4 or 5 go to a go to a waffle house or a diner after about 3 on a saturday night after two shows or three shows yeah those are fun those are fun stories nothing nothing too crazy nothing crazy happened no I've, not specific
1: i've always thought waffle house should sponsor like A boxing team, you know, because they they, there's so many fights that happen at a Waffle House. (laughs) they should have like a sponsored Waffle House boxing. Wouldn't that be sick?
0: I I could totally like get the
1: gloves. They're like they're like yellow and got like the but loop.
0: then I don't think they would be like hey you like boxing come here like they're like they're not wanting the more fights they're like we're trying for less fights actually let's ha- let's go sponsor a debate team <laughs> yeah maybe come on Waffle House let's fight with our words <laughs> yeah we had a good debate over some hash browns smothered and covered yeah we, we got capped out there brother <laughs> yeah
1: what's your Waffle House order
0: Uh, I think that would probably be it like some hash browns with chili on top and chili well, you, you get know, chili on top there was one time that i used to go into this pl- maybe it was at a denny's but i would get a burger with french toast so it's like oh f- instead of a bun yeah i would do french toast it was basically a mcgriddle before mcgriddles existed but it was ah. also like a late night drunk of course d- like d- the douchiest order that you can give like a server they're like what do you want to do and i'm like yeah i don't care how much it costs Quit, bre- quit, being like a Debbie Downer by like that's going to be like twenty eight dollars for that. I'm like, yeah, let's do it then. <laughs> that's what it costs. Let's yeah, do it.
1: Let's do it. No tip. <laughs> no tip. It's just coming
0: out of your tip if you make. Yeah. Oh, that'd be funny. A French toast you, burger. That's wild. Yeah. But so there's a good. There's it. a good. Uh, what's your go to order? That would be. A, do you still do that? No. That I was so much younger and probably more like I now that I've worked in the service industry for a long enough time, I know how much of a slap in the face that is to your to sure. your Waffle House waitress. That's just like, I'm just trying to get through this night, mother yeah. Girl. I almost <laughs> swore right there. Whoa, it's,
1: listen, people have said so many worse things. Yeah, it's okay. no, we don't. You but be not on my
0: episode. We're that's gonna be right. nice and clean, nice and clean. That's right.
1: We're gonna um, take that e label off of this one,
0: but yeah, those, uh, I think. That's why I wouldn't order something like that is because of respect for the service industry. Oh, that's so nice of you. It's the same reason why I tip on all my carryout. You should always tip on all your carryout because anybody that's taking a carryout order is not getting paid minimum wage. So if you're (laughs) going to take a carryout order, you should tip on it.
1: That's nice. That's a nice little PSA. Yes. That and collect all your Jell-O shot containers. Yes,
0: and don't throw them in the fire. Don't throw them in the fire.
1: No, that's a bad idea. Maybe
0: don't have too many Jell-O shots so you remember... That you're the collector, and you've got an important role in our society. That's right. And also, don't steal wood from wood piles. <laughs> That's, That's right. my main concern. That's right. My, I'm a wood pile monitor from southern Ontario. I love it. Uh, give me your top three candy bars. Top three candy bars. Number one, O Henry. Out of oh, the Henry. gate. Yeah. What? It's a Canadian one. That's, That's a that is a deep cut, my friend. What even is in an O Henry? Uh, it's kind of like a Baby Ruth almost, but All a right. little bit different. It's got like caramel and then some peanuts, and then it's wrapped in chocolate. And Love it. I think it's close to. I think Baby Ruth is closest. Baby Ruth has a different taste to it. So I also last year, this year at Christmas, Snickers. I'll go Snickers. Top three, easy sure. classic. My okay. daughter. Would be like, Daddy, Reese's peanut butter cups are your favorite. What are you talking about? But you know when someone's like, your favorite thing is this, and then they constantly get you those. Sure. And you're like, now this isn't my favorite thing anymore because <laughs> too many people are getting me it because they sure. they know I love it. So Reese's pieces Reese's peanut butter cups are being kicked out of the top three to wow. Henry Snickers, and I'm gonna go third one hundred grand. That's a that's a good one. No one ever gives a hundred grand love. Hundred grand, I see those in my daughter's uh, Halloween candy, and I'm like, oopsies, (laughs) what happened there? Oh Uh, no, there's drugs in this. I better take it. Yeah, there's
1: (laughs) there. That's the drugs are delicious, delicious caramel (laughs) that I need in my body. So the last
0: two Halloweens, I've given away full size candy bars, because when I was oh. a kid, I wanted to have full size candy bars. And when I was, I'm like, well, I'm older, I'm going to give away full size candy bars. Yeah. Last year I got O'Henry's, which are Canadian. So I also got them as kind of like to torture the kids in my neighborhood. So they're like, have it once. They're like, that was the best chocolate bar ever. And then they can't get it anymore. Unless they go to <laughs> That's like diabolical. Unless they go to jungle <laughs> gyms and then they can go to the Canadian uh, candy bar section and get it. Do, There's do, also one from Canada called a wonder bar. And oh, a Wonder Bar is that could that might take over hundred. That might be a sl- slight right there with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, right on the edge. What? what so you saying? gave me? I gave you five. That's good. Candy bars. You're when like, you are like listen. You are like you heard candy. You are like here we go.
1: Buckle up, brother. Well, <laughs> We're I like talking candy.
0: <laughs> I like Snickers too because uh, also as well because they're good frozen and they're also good like just regular. Room temperature. Yeah. But I wow. like keeping sometimes the chocolate frozen.
1: Wow. I like that you're, you're like equally athletic and also like you know how to eat. You know what you I mean? Know how to eat. Yeah. 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 No, no. no, no. I see your burger, Waffle House. No, 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 no. I'm going to need you to put that on some French toast. French toast. <laughs> I'm going <gonna, laughs> to need you to smother that in some syrup. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't give me three out of orders of hash browns, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs>
0: I want ba- you know to eat. bacon. Do you have pepper jack cheese? <laughs> Did you just ask if we have pepper jack cheese at Waffle House? Get out of here, sir. Do you guys have truffle aioli here? That's what I... Yeah, that first thing you... When you sit down at a Waffle House, just say, do you guys have truffle aioli? And see what the <laughs> no, answer is. You're, you're going to be lucky if your eggs don't come
1: with cigarette ash in it, brother. <laughs>
0: oh, man. I, I had a burger at p- this place one time. I forget where it was, but they had a malt vinegar aioli that was so good it was like you dip your, your yeah malt vinegar aioli where you dip your fries in this like malt vinegar mayonnaise which is the most canadian thing that can you take two <laughs> things malt vinegar and, and mayonnaise and combine them together that's that's, that's like crazy double
1: canadian <laughs> yes i also love like oh henry and oh canada y'all just love like exclaiming oh,
0: oh yeah. Yeah. henry oh, oh. canada Oh, Riley's. Uh, <laughs> that's right. No, o, o, o. Henry and O. Canada. That's perfect. It's like a patriotic yeah. candy bar, and it's like subtle, but it's there. They know. Yeah. They were in the States for a while, but I think they, they're they gone now. You, you might get, get some feedback on the O. Henry crowd out there. If you yeah. had any O. Henry <laughs> listeners, leave
2: Sound your comments. Sound off in the
0: comments. Sound off in the comments. <laughs> that's what you always have to do. You have to pick a certain topic and then be like, tell us your O. Henry story. That's right. (laughs) Um, All right, right, next next rapid rapid fire. fire. Yes, I got to be better. I got to be more rapid. Oh, this is great. Gas station dinner order. Gas Gas station station dinner order. You're on the road.
1: You pull over to a speedway. It's the only thing for miles. What are you getting for dinner?
0: I am getting a hot dog, one of those ones that goes on the turn thing that's Love been it. there for like you know 48 hours, mm-hmm. and you take that hot dog and then I condiment it up. You got to have a lot of condiments. Maybe sure. put a little relish, little maybe peppers if they have them there. Oh, um, some some mayonnaise on the hot dog. Oh, okay. So yeah, Say what now? People, so people look at you strange. That's that's why you put mayonnaise on there, not for the taste, just so you show people out. Show show,
1: dominance. Show dominance with my mayonnaise.
0: Yeah, that's exactly it. That's the best. I think. uh, Yeah, the mayonnaise is weird, but uh, I do put it on there. Put mustard, ketchup, both ketchup and mustard, relish, some peppers. You're really lubing it up before it gets
1: slides on down your gullet. Oh yeah, that's right.
0: I've got all sorts of colors getting all over my. (laughs) In my beard, I've got sure. red, white, and blue in my beard. That's right, for America.
1: God bless America.
0: Red and white for Canada. Wow.
1: Okay, yeah. that's a lot of things. I would not have guessed. Mayonnaise ketchup. <laughs> I love that. Okay, is there a hot
0: dog in there? Nope, just condiments. It's just, I just get the bun and then I put, put the mayonnaise in. Mayonnaise in. That's the hot dog. That'd be pretty. On top sick. of the mayonnaise, I put the <laughs> relish. <laughs> no, that's funny. Um,
1: what's the weirdest gig you've ever done?
0: Weirdest gig I've ever done would have to be a nursing home in the west side of Dayton, Ohio. And it was, it was legit a nursing home. It was just like literally a little karaoke machine in a general assembly room. And all these people were uh, there to see comedy. They couldn't, they were there. They weren't moving anyway. Like, no one, no, but I, I, I did a nursing home. Most, most of the caregivers were of age that they got most of the jokes, but right. kind of had just to just lean into whatever worked. worked. And I realized that, like, jokes about animals that it was just super relatable. So sure. I just kept on talking. Any animal joke or any animal story was just uh, that would keep people's attention. But That's I did good. get walk someone left the show and she was in a walker so I got walked by someone in a walker and
1: see, when you're in a walker, you have to really want to get out of there <laughs> yeah
0: that's, that's what and and literally it was the funniest part of the whole show is when she left because it made me like comment on it and everybody else laughed because they couldn't move and uh, they were like take us with you yeah. <laughs> and, and uh no but she she made it she was like uh-uh yeah, this, I would rather die than be in here I which will might risk- be soon
2: which, <laughs> which could could have been, but, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was
0: definitely the weirdest gig that I've ever done. And uh, but I would do it again because it's just it's a good experience. Sure, I th- I think. But I've done a I've lot. i done we- a couple
1: nursing homes. They're wonderful. I
0: did, I did a place that was it was the comedy club, but it used to be a funeral home. So it was the funeral. It was like the only funeral home in this small town. And then. Uh, People stopped dying. How did they? <laughs> what no, happened? No, and then they bought the, the the town, bought the 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 building, and they turned it into that. So it became a. Um, what it, what was the name of the place? Killers. What are, what do you call it? Well, oh no, no, this, this was, was okay. okay so, so this is, is a gig, gig in in northern Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I forget the name of the town, but it was the. Um, it's a beef jer- – it's where Jack Link's Beef Jerky is from. So a lot of comedians yeah. have done this gig, and they give you, like, Jack Link's Beef Jerky. They give you a whole, like – it's through Funny Business was the yeah. person that, that books it.
1: Aaron Webber's talked about that, I think.
0: But, yeah, yeah and they, gave- they, they they pay you. They pay you. I mean, they pay you money, and then they give you, like, a little – gift bag with the beef jerky in it too Say, and they're like don't, don't make, make fun of beef, beef. Don't, don't make, make fun, fun of jerk. jack links i think i tell you before the show <laughs> because, because they, they just gave you jack wings i guess people like go and make fun of like what they just got beef sure jerky or they, yeah. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Weber's got a story about it. That, yeah, but, but no, no but yeah. That uh, the building that they did the shows in used to be a funeral home, and then people like I found oh, out about this, this after the show, and I was like, oh, I wish I'd known that before the show. Yeah, ten thousand could have made a could have made some jokes about that. But um, that's a weird spot. That was a weird, I love weird that. one.
1: I'm about to do uh, in a couple of weeks. I'm going to do comedy in a women's prison.
0: Oh nice. So that should be something. That's I I've heard some good prison comedy stories people uh right? Yeah, it's a, it's a I, I, would, I would I would jump, jump at, at doing a I've never done do a nudist comedy quality and I've never <laughs> done a prison which, which are places that many, many comedians, have done, comedians have done. Sure. Either of them and uh yeah, I would. I'd. I'd love to do your nudist colony. I'm just like. Telling, I'm putting it all out there. I'm like, I'm naked right now, in, in Zach's living room. Just kidding. People that are watching on video. If so, you have
1: a nudist com- colony, sound off in the comments. We want to get Gabe. In the we want to get Gabe. Books, books this?
0: <laughs> how do I? How do I swing into that gig?
1: If you have a swingers colony, sound off in the sound comments. Sound off in the comments. We need more people. I love that. Well, we couldn't go this whole time and have me not ask you about Mr. David Chappelle. Oh,
0: yeah, Mr. David Chappelle. So do you mind
1: giving us a brief overview of that?
0: Oh, of doing... uh, So I got to do some shows with Dave Chappelle. They were the first shows back from uh, the pandemic. And that was... Yeah, it was probably... It was at the beginning of the pandemic. It was back in 2020. And uh, it was super cool. It was great to it was great to me i met him just about a year before then we never we and i'd always doing comedy in the cincinnati area you always hear stories of like people are at the funny bone and dave chappelle showed up and yeah and he like you know talked to the comics was really cool and i knew certain things too i knew like he didn't like getting his picture taken and uh, i was like don't take his picture Mm -hmm. and and also maybe just uh, just acknowledge him like he's a person just like anybody else, and don't treat him like sure like he's Dave, Dave Chappelle. I think I've, I've also heard that that he doesn't want to be like have you a fanboy on him or something. But yeah, uh, I mean, everybody can handle that too. They understand that. Uh, I think people that are that famous understand how is that hard to
1: do for uh, you with me when you came in? You're like yeah. I don't want a fanboy too hard. I mean, I it's the funniest fan. person in Cincinnati, yeah, in all of Cincinnati. <laughs>
0: in all of Cincinnati. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, uh, I try not to fanboy too much, but, but no, hanging out with him. He's, he's a very, uh, down to earth, real person. And he talks about when he, yeah, when he talks about comedy, it's very, uh, it's very enlightening and, Interesting. And then also we, we we were like talking about our ages and I was like, oh man, you're only like a few years older than me. Yeah. And I'm like, you have yeah, you got it figured out, man. I'm still just floating over here. Don't know what I'm doing. But uh but very cool guy. And uh getting that opportunity was was super cool too. Just uh yeah, it was also scary. I like I was opening for the show, so it came out of nowhere. I got it the day of. Basically, I had met him in, about a year earlier, or a few months earlier, and I went up with Russell Peters and Glenn Childress and some other people. That Russell's uh, Russell's buddy that was there at the show, his assistant. Eddie and this and some other people, and we were just going up to hang out with them. And then it was just him and us, like in a room. And it was kind of like, oh wow, yeah, this is just like, hey, yeah. what's up? But the, it really turned into a party. And like Dave's got a bunch of people from Yellow Springs that he hangs out with all the time. They stopped by his place, and uh, and it was really cool. I I hit it off with Dave because at the time I was stamping Harriet Tubman twenty dollar bills and that's a big part of the story is he saw one of these $20 bills. I tried to tip the guy that was making us drinks, and uh, he was like, oh, no, you don't need to tip us. And then he saw that, and he was like, whoa. And Dave looked at that Harriet Tubman $20 bill, and he was like, who did this? And I was like, right
2: here, sir, me. (laughs) Uh,
0: Anyway. uh,
1: So it's like Harriet Tubman snuck you. Into the into, inner circle. Into the inner circle <laughs> through the Underground Railroad.
0: That's the best way to get to. How did you meet Dave Chappelle through the Underground Railroad? Yeah, Harriet, my friend Harriet introduced us. <laughs> yeah. But it was the way that I stuck out in his head because when, so his buddy called me. He, I think that night he was like, give your information to my buddy. Like he wasn't like, we weren't trading numbers or anything, but yeah. he like told me to give, give my phone number to his, his buddy. And then his buddy. Dono Rawlings. Yeah, uh, no, no, I, wasn't, okay. <laughs> I ne- I've, Yeah, I had met Donnell. He wasn't around that time, but uh, but he was hanging out like after once he started doing those shows. And now I think Donnell lives in in. Does Yellow he live Springs. in Yellow Springs too? I think he oh. moved to Yellow Springs from what I heard, but I don't. I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I've been out. I, I should just go and like hang out. Like, sure. hey, what's up? Like, I'm like having ice cream with my daughter on the street, and I'm like, hey, there's Dave. I turn into a stalker or something. Sure. No, that's the cool part. Also, is I haven't done that. I haven't like pressed to go back and hang out a bunch. Like, even sure. though I kind of, you know, I'd like to. You that's could, great. yeah. Just uh, I don't. I don't think you can just show up. Um, Probably. Not. You yeah. Thing is, you have to be invited. Anyway, that's what they <laughs> called me. They sent me a text. It was his buddy, Paul, um, that that sent me a message and was like, hey, you want to do a show tonight? This was like after no one had done any shows for three months of COVID. And I was like, yeah. I was on my way to work. I was wearing my u- work uniform to go wait tables. Oh, that's
1: hilarious. I didn't know that.
0: Oh, yeah. And I, I called my boss and I was like, hey, is there any way I can get tonight off? And, or I sent him a text message and he was like, we're really busy. We need you tonight. And then I got there in person. I was like, man, I'm, I need to get off. I'm I'm like, I was like going to be like, I'm going, I can't, if, if it means I quit, I quit, but I told him the situation. I was like, no, Dave Chappelle wants me to open for him. And he was like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. He's Before like, I change my mind, he yeah. was like, go take that opportunity. And I'll always remember that that guy and the other manager were there. That moment. That's was, really sweet. It was pretty cool too. Yeah. For him to be like, go. He literally, my manager at the restaurant said, we put food in people's faces. Go do that thing. Yeah. That's what you need to follow. So uh, that was, anyway, it was fine. I'm sure that night was fine for them. The night was great for me. Got to... And he only, he didn't even know my name when, well, like, wait, but he knew me as the Harriet Tubman guy. Right. what Dave knew me as, he also didn't, he thought, he was like, were you, did we hang out with like Louis C.K.U. open for Louis? And, and, uh, and I was like, no, it was Russell Peters. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. It's not Louis. I thought, I thought it was with, you were with Louis or whatever. And then, so he just like forgot, but remembered me, but forgot the place, the right time. So, uh, so that's how close I am with him. <laughs> he probably, yeah, if you met Dave Chappelle, you could be like, Hey, I heard Gabe you know Gabe Kia? And he would be like, nah. And you're like the Harriet Tubman guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I know, I know that, guy. that guy's cool, man. Yeah, sure. I know that guy. So that's how uh and please don't go up to Dave if you're in Yellow Springs <laughs> on the street with that story or anything. Sure. Too. But sound off in the comments about meeting Dave Chappelle and Harriet Tubman. That's anything, right. Anything Tubman related. That's
1: right. Oh man, and he's hosting. I mean, we're recording this November 11th. He's re- hosting SNL tomorrow. Oh, nice. You know. So oh, that's great. maybe um, hit him up. See if we can get you some tickets. Yeah, I'm sure that's easy. You know. Yeah,
0: just tomorrow? Sure. Hey, yeah, Harriet Tubman cool. guy. I, <laughs> I put one of them in the letter that I sent him. I was like, this should go far. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's, and, if this, and if this doesn't, uh, if you don't want to listen to me, maybe you'll listen to my friend Harriet. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she'll speak to you. <laughs> that's incredible. Um, one last thing. So you've been doing this how long?
0: Doing stand-up for uh, probably almost coming up to 20 years. Wow. Okay. I'm not quite there. I think it's maybe 18 or 19 right now, but coming up on 20 years. So, yeah. Okay. Over 10 times two. I used to say to somebody, I was like, man. I've been saying I've been doing comedy for 10 years for like 10 years. Now. <laughs> that's how long cuz 10 yeah. years is so easy to be like, "Oh, okay, that's a long time." Yeah. But then like 15 years you're like, "Oh, that's too long." What? <laughs> like why why aren't you at this level yet or something. But yeah, so how long you do comedy is uh it's a good way to judge your career and where you're at and sure. you know. But it's also not um, Everybody's different. Everybody has, yeah. uh, not everybody's equally funny. Some people aren't that funny. It takes a little bit longer. Sure. Little bit longer yeah. for them. Just
1: look at me right in the eyes. when you... <laughs> <laughs> It was like it I was minutes. looking at myself,
0: <laughs> staring into my own soul.
1: So you've been doing it almost 20 years. What yes. do you think is the biggest thing that you've learned about life, about comedy, about
2: love what's
1: what do you think's the biggest like thing that you've learned that you'd want to impart to the youth in your um, 20 years
0: learn how to cut the fat you mm. we just did a segment that was called rapid fire and it was like long Ooh. and drawn out okay <laughs> cut it wasn't that the rapid. fat no it wasn't that rapid fire but, but That's no, on me. it's uh it's with storytelling with anything with being on stage I think getting yourself to be more concise, using less words to get more across will help you be more effective. So I th- that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, no. <laughs> that's all I can. Sure, unless I start becoming a hypocrite. And I feel like that's also like I don't know
1: <laughs> a good like life thing as well, right? Like a lot of people are just talking because they love hearing themselves talk. And yeah. it's not always beneficial. It's like that thing of like, I don't know, my mama always told me, I'm Forrest Gump, my mama always <laughs> told me <laughs> that like, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all, <laughs> you know? And uh, I feel like we kind of are in a culture where people just like talking and it's not always beneficial and it's often actively harmful.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think there's a good, you should talk shit. Definitely talk shit. There's a good amount of shit talking. Sure. But I think it's more like uh, do it in, in a fun, playful, where the person's involved way and not like in a bad, yeah. like jealous, resentment, behind the back sort of way. Sure. I think that's more healthy is to like be like make fun of people, but do it uh, with them. Yeah. Not away from them. Hey. Sure. So if you're a bunch of people, sound off on me in the comments. Gabe Kia, roast me right now. You're like putting – someone's just putting screenshots of a a group text thread where we're making fun of other people. That'd be
1: funny. I could never make fun of you, Gabe. You're Um, (laughs) 6'5". You're you're
0: You're way too big.
1: (laughs) Cool. Well, last question. Yes. Um. We both drive a lot. We're on the road. We see all these signs. We see, you know, hell is real. We see um, all the just different like billboards on the interstate. Some nice, some, you know, just advertising for wineries or whatever. What if you had a billboard on the interstate and it could say anything, what would it say?
0: Oh, man, there was this billboard that was between Indianapolis and Cincinnati. And there was a utility pole that was like right in front of the billboard. And then there was an arrow on the billboard. That's like, Hey, why is this pole here? (laughs) And it totally got your attention. And I took pictures of it frequently, posted it online, sound off in the comments. If you remember (laughs) the billboard I'm talking about, no, the one thing that I've noticed for real is, uh, this, Jesus Christ guy has a big advertising budget. Sure. Right? He sure does. Spends a lot of money on the billboards. Why Uh don't we spend less on the billboards and more on the poor people? Sure. That'd be my message. Uh, Spend your money not trying to save people, but actually trying to help people.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: Oh. It's funny when you drive to Canada. That's another Canadian-American difference, too. When you drive to Canada... Jesus' advertising budget just goes down. It's th- really... Yeah, mm. no one in Canada needs to be saved. But you get to the States and it's like, hell is real. You will meet your maker. Jesus is coming. Man, sure. I I think we should all invest in um, Santa is real billboards, right? We just <laughs> There's a hell is real billboard and then like two miles down the road, Santa also real.
1: Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. Sure.
0: It's a good satire billboard here's what i want to put on the side of the road just uh it's like the white one with the permanent marker where it says we will buy your house for cash and then the phone number i want to make one right now that says we will buy your trump flag for cash and then just write a phone number and put that in the side of the road so people are like oh man is trump doing that bad people are selling (laughs) their flags i guess so Oh man sorry, got political at the no, end. That's good. Zach's it's good. like we'll cut it off right before that. Stifle no, your it's great. your first amendment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the yeah, dude. That's the name of my podcast. <laughs> you can't well, Gabe, say that. Sorry.
1: Thanks for coming to hang, man. Yeah, thanks for I'm a for big fan. Me.
0: What where could we find you on the internet? Uh you can visit my website, GabeKia.com, and then um Gabe Kia on Twitter, Facebook, all that. Um and listen to Gabe's album, Dumber Than a Fish.
1: Dumber Than a Fish.
0: It's, it's about
1: bit... me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm dumber than a fish. You
0: are. You're. You're on there. No, I I called you out in the middle of my set. Sure. That's on. Yeah, you can get that on iTunes, Spotify. It is also. Oh, that just reminds me. Someone. Someone sent me a screenshot of me on SiriusXM, which oh nice. Uh, but you can't really listen to you just have to listen to SiriusXM and maybe call
1: your local SiriusXM host and ask for Gabe Kia.
0: Ask for yeah, I think uh, driving. What what's the name of the bit that is on there? Driving things. No, that's great. That's great, it, that's that's great that I even know the names of my own jokes. I don't. Great. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Gabe. We did it. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate you, buddy. Yeah. We high five, high five. too, freeze everybody frame. freeze frame.
1: Okay. <laughs> hey, that was my friend, Gabriel Kia. I've never called him that in my life. Uh, that was, uh, our conversation. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on road Killers. Um, Hey, I have, uh, some, some fun dates coming up. Um, I don't even know if that's true. Cause I don't know when this is going to come out, but I'm going to say that that's true. I'm speaking it into existence. Uh, check out my Instagram, check out Gabe. You can follow him, uh, on all of the internets. And, uh, if you liked this thing at all, would you please send it to someone you love, send it to someone you hate? Even if you want to just, you know, talk about how bad it was, that would be so cool. Uh, we just want people to know that we exist. Uh, we don't pay any money to advertise this thing. So, um, it's all just like, Hey, if this is good, would you, you can share it with somebody. Um so that would be awesome. So leave us a like, leave us a review. Um and uh if you do, I might just uh, I might just kiss you on the mouth. I don't know if we can promise that. Um but if nothing else, I'll give you a sticker. I got, I if you show me a review um that you made and it was good, I will give you a sticker. Even if it was bad, I will still give you a sticker. Um I've been I'm being told this outro is too long. So I'm going to get out of here. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. Thank you.